Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 44. Uh, we apologize for missing last week. We had a little issue called Sandy. Not a person, not a beach. A hurricane. And we have two of our members, cast members, that were located right in the epicenter of that hurricane's wrath. So last week was not an option for our recording. We're back, though. Yay! And I am going to say, let's get our sponsor out of the way, Mr. Varwin. Hey, Joe! I'm uh, I'm here. And so, our sponsor is a thing that we'd like to shout out, and that is TweakedAudio.com. 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 That's their website. You know their name. It's Tweaked Audio. They make some unbelievable, unbelievable headphones, guys. You need to check these things out, okay? They are... They are designed for engineer. Excuse me, they're engineered for amazing durability, noise reduction, awesome clarity. It comes in uh, in four styles, six colors. They got a lifetime warranty. Throw in the code off the record, all one word. Now let's not get ridiculous. All one word off the record. Okay, that brings your price down thirty three percent. Add free shipping on top of that. Add free shipping on top of that, <laughs> and. You have an amazing value. TweakedAudio.com. But wait, there's more. It makes Julianne Fries. No, it doesn't do that. I'm an idiot. What it does do is there's a clearance out there right now. And if you like the color pink, and I know you like the color pink, who doesn't like the color pink? Pink's where it's at, guys. You need some pink t- pink tweaked audio earbuds. If you happen to like the color pink, you can get that color um, earbud for $9.95. Plus... The uh, the off the record code will drop you down even further, and then you get your you get your free shipping. It's an amazing value, unbelievable deal. TweakedAudio.com. If you're shopping anywhere else, quite frankly, you're losing money, and we need money, especially for gas, especially in the Northeast. And today's episode is also brought to you by Matt P. In recognition of the one year anniversary of Skyrim and his thirty five fifth birthday. Thirty five fifth. Yes, I can talk just as well as Yvarwin can today. His 35th birthday. He's experienced the age of 35 yeah. five different times now. So he's, so he's for happy 41st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> On November 11, 2012, happy birthday, Matt P., and happy birthday to Skyrim. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, your lead host for Elder Scrolls Off the Record, and joining me as always is the man whose sexy voice you already heard, Mr. Yvarwin. Yes, guys, my voice is sexy, but it's more importantly delicious. Okay, I'll have to take your word on that. Yeah. And joining us again, 
and forevermore the looing lore man himself, Louis Olan. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rowan. It is great to finally be able to talk to either of you. I miss you all. We miss you too, man. It's been two weeks. <laughs> I know, two weeks. And yes, folks, if Rowan's voice not only is sexy and delicious, it's fat free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and low in calories, you can't. <laughs> Left field. <laughs> wow, Lou, where'd that come from? <clears throat> two weeks. Yeah, he's been saving that up for two weeks. <laughs> and the man who lost his uh, his pigtails to a great crisis, which caused Hurricane Sandy, Mr. David Deenforce Adams. This is where you talk. Hey, everybody. Yeah, did you notice that the second I cut my pigtails off, that... Uh, that's when the hurricane like attacks the world. Yeah, it was God's way of saying, "How dare you!" Exactly. Even though He missed you by about I don't know what a thousand miles. Yeah, He was going <laughs> for a populist kind, tr- trying to make a point. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what it was. And we have a special guest with us tonight, Miss Christine, who works for Reddit.com. And one last thing here. Hello, guys. Hello, podcast world. She is also solely responsible for the craze of. (laughs) Her email sparked that little fascination with me for the last, what, eight months? Yay! It was a revolution. It was a pew pew revolution. (laughs) (laughs) I said pew pew! I sense another hashtag sensation coming out of Pewvolution. <laughs> Pewvolution. That sounds. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, All right. I don't know about that. <laughs> we have a giant show to get into. We're going to get into it right now. And we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. Yay. All right. So, and my volume goes screwy there. We have a lot of in-game stuff to talk about, I am sure. And we have a lot to talk about regarding two videos that have launched the last uh, yeah. week. It's been uh, it's been one heck of a of a two-week uh, hi. Well, we haven't been on hiatus for two weeks, but the last two weeks have been have been pretty crazy. Yeah, a little bit, just slightly. Uh, I haven't really gotten. I did play Skyrim actually for the first time in three weeks. Oh, yeah, and it was quite interesting because. All I did was try to build my house in Hearthfire and spend an hour and a half running around like an idiot trying to find clay. (laughs) Without any success. Now, I know the guide, when that little book you get right there on your little table that's supposed to help you do everything says, and there's usually a source of clay and stone right next to you or right in your little area. I went around that entire area 15 freaking times. Pulling my hair out, kill, killing every single critter in sight out of frustration. <laughs> Nothing was alive for a 10-mile radius around that house. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Joe, Skyrim Peter would like a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the same sack with the Dwemer gyros. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gotta say, though, however, I, uh, I do now have enough horns and... And saber cat claws and bear claws and everything else to make my house, every inch of my wall is lined with trophies. <laughs> Joe made an impromptu hunting lodge for himself, folks. Yeah, really. Widget the taxidermist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, the taxidermist. It was interesting. I mean, I still cannot find clay. I might as well just go to stores and buy it because I want to get my walls up for my... What am I doing? My enchanting tower. That's what I was building next. I got my trophy room done. I got my armory done. I don't have anything done inside the houses yet. I'm still on, uh, at odds with her fire. You know what? Let me just stop you right there for a second, Joe. Do you notice that enchanting is always either on the top floor of some obscure tower or on the bottom level of like some deep, dark, dank, forgotten dungeon? Yeah, it's some kind of huh. dark art. I don't know. What what's what's the implication here? Is is enchanting like, you know, taboo? Well, it's obviously not that enchanting. You know. <laughs> 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 Right. You know what? I would like to lobby for free rights of enchanters all throughout Tamriel. Let's get this done, guys. Free rights for all... Okay, right. Oh, whatever. I mean, yeah, you want it in some sunny place. Maybe the magic requires something that's dark and dank and... I don't know. I mean, something to do with the magical environment. Maybe it has to be all spooky and creepy. Maybe the Power bad enchantments require darkness and damp. Power Maybe a portable enchanting table. You know, move it to a location where it best fits your enchantment. Could you imagine an enchanting table out inside, like, some magical, pretty little field with red flowers? I'm doing a lovely chant. <laughs> you know what? I hate myself for making this joke because it wasn't funny and it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You can sit there and take the Skyrim Fang Shui. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that, actually, in my house. I wonder if I could do that, if it would increase my luck, because I have really horrible luck in games. Huh. I don't know. But anyway, that was the gist of my week. Uh, multiple dead critters and animals. Multiple. Stacks upon stacks. And half of a completed house. Because I have no freaking clay. I still can't find the clay. Clay bed. I don't, bad. I don't no know clay. if I need to get some kind of like, you know how they have those those water probes, the two sticks that, yeah. A divining rod? A divi- <laughs> yeah, a divining rod. I have one of those, but for clay. And point, hit me in the head saying stupid every time I get close to one. I don't know. But anyway, that was the gist of my week. And I'm kind of curious about our guest host tonight and what she's been up to because she sent me an interesting email regarding such things as she has a Mac who is, who is uh, dual booting or doing uh, boot camp. Boot camp. She's boot camping Windows for Skyrim PC version. And I'm kind of curious. All right. So what system were you playing on prior? Oh, I was on the PlayStation 3. Oh, you poor thing. I understand I why know, you switched. I know. I cry every night. Did you? What did you think of the difference between the PC version and the PS3 version? Well, unfortunately, with the boot camp, um, the graphics aren't aren't that great. That's because I don't Mac. Like it. I'm yeah. gonna get hate mail. Dang it! Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the play the the gameplay is really really fun. I mean, I've always enjoyed playing on the computer much more than the the big controllers. Okay, well, getting. Out of the whole system thing, because PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC all rock, and we love them all the same. So, what have you been doing in-game in particular? What is your play style? Um, when I first started back in January, um, I don't know if it's like a girl thing, but I've always been attracted to the, the magic. I was always a full mage, um, you know, cloth, masks, everything. So I did that for months and months and months. And funny, listening to you guys talk about archery made me want to try it. So I tried that, and now I can't. I can't stop. That's my new thing. <laughs> so with my new character on my way So you, you <laughs> sent me this whole email regarding pew pew, and it takes you how many months to finally go and do your. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love magic. I was I mean I leveled up 
um, leveled out my destruction, my restoration. Um, I started to dabble in conjuration a little bit. Never really got into alteration too much, but um, it's it's just amazing. You're like such a badass when you're a mage. I don't know. I felt kind of like a BA when I was running around with a two-handed sword until I met a painted cow. But you know, those little quirky <laughs> things like that that get you, put you in your place. Like for a magic user, it would be a melee guy that just comes right in your face nonstop. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing now? Have you have you tried Dawnguard and, and Hearthfire? Yeah, actually, um, I think it was the weekend before last. Um, some coworkers and I uh, got involved in a charity for children's hospitals. And it was a 24-hour uh, gaming marathon. Any game you wanted to play, and you got sponsors to um, sponsor you to extra do it. Extra life, wasn't it? <clears throat> Sorry. Extra life. Yes, yes, extra okay. life. We're um, very well that very well aware of that charity. Okay. Did you guys do it too? Uh, not this year, unfortunately. It was rough, <laughs> but um, I've been holding out and holding out and holding out for Dawn Guard for the PlayStation Three because I really wanted to play it with my original character, but. I broke down during uh, Half Life and uh, I mean Extra Life and got it for my PC, my quote PC, and uh, finished the whole thing in one day. It was awesome. <laughs> what made you break down? Why? Why all of a sudden? Well, I had 24 hours and I really, really wanted to play it, <laughs> and it just kind of like I don't know. I'm I'm a weak person. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. So. It was it was pretty. It, it really helped me get through that twenty four hours. It was great. Cool. Very nice. Anything specific you want to talk about? Um, Serana's kind of a prude. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly use that word, but I guess that's you know the family safe way of saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like that. That turns me on when you I meet a girl that holds back. I'm like, oh, wow, Jesus. What? <laughs> we went from PG-13 to T... <laughs> In a blink of an eye. I mean, I was hitting on her. I was wearing my amulet of Mara. I, just nothing would get through to her. No, she's not She's not the kind that you, can, you can't you can marry that... Um, and suddenly I'm turned on. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of her. Oh, really? Fact, I, tried to average, I tried to kill her every time I was forced to have her as a follower. <laughs> That's not nice. So she'd get out of my way. Yeah, but you know, that's just, that's me. <laughs> She's still better than Lydia. Oh my uh, god, yes. yes. Yeah, I have, to, I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> I score one for Christine. Woo! <laughs> well, what else? I mean, you're, you're, you're an archer. What level have you gotten to on the PC? Because obviously you had to get up pretty far in that 24-hour period. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100 archery now. <laughs> well, that'll work. Mm-hmm. I have an ebony bow with some fire uh, enchantment on it. I love it. Just watching people blow up after you hit them with an arrow. Oh, yeah. What about hitting me in the forehead with that kill cam and watching him flip across the, you know, across the map? That's pretty Yeah, cool that's so much fun. Or, like, goats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Goat up the rear, yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of disappointed when it ended. It kind of seemed like a really abrupt ending to Dawnguard, and I was a little... Ah, la, 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 la. I haven't I'm not done it yet. Wow, just completely ruined the game for me. I haven't even completed it yet. <laughs> I'm done. Well, we're right back, done. guys. I gotta cry. Delete yeah. <laughs> <laughs> file? Yes. Never mind. I just what? lost four rage quits at once. That was great. Kicks a can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go now. 
<laughs> Alright, well, guys, guys, before we do anything else, there is another DLC that's on the horizon. We were... <laughs> we were speculating on this. A lot of rumors are going around, and some of the rumors were actually correct. We don't like to report on rumors because they're, in most cases, especially when it comes to DLC, that are data mined from supposed updates because they can most likely be wrong. However, but sometimes we get weak and we do it anyway. Sometimes we do it anyway. <laughs> and it was officially announced that Dragonborn is being released next <laughs> month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is Ivarwin without sleep. Um, <laughs> so wow. we've got a big juicy morsel regarding what's coming out. We also have a downer in the fact that it's only coming out for Xbox 360 next month. Ooh. So yeah, I think you would think that Bethesda would learn from the whole you know Dawn Guard incident. You know, if they're by contract, they're by contract, and uh, they got to hold up to it. So, 360 players, I'm jealous. Evarwin, I'm jealous. Well, I'm not getting it on 360. You gonna hold out? I'm holding out. Yeah, yeah. I do look forward. I gotta say though, (laughs) I'm actually more excited about this DLC than I was with with Dawnguard by far, and that's for a couple of elements. And I'm going to be turning down my microphone volume, or my earphone volume when I say this, for a good reason. And that's Dragon Mounts. <laughs> oh my god! Ermacard! Ermacard! Dragon Mounts! I think this makes up for that huge tease when you get Oda Ving to take you to wherever, and he's talking about... You're gonna see the world only like a Dova cannon, and yeah, and you don't. Screen. <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> that was a ripoff. I was kicking my computer for that. I screamed. I was like, I wanted to ride in your head. You mm-hmm. <laughs> beep 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 beep. Yeah, I got a sound effect for that, for that too. Actually, here we go. Go ahead. Really? No way. Wow. <laughs> All right. Don't yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> You know what grinds my gears, America? You! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we know that they're... From what we saw in the video, anyway, I don't think... Was it officially announced about the dragon mounts? Because obviously you see your character going on the neck of a dragon, so that's pretty solid indicator that, yes, you're going to be flying around on a dragon mount. And they need they need one that's, that's actually called the Force. Yes. The Dianfoose. The Dianfoose. We got an email in from a listener by the name of Harvey... He writes in and says, Hey guys, hope you you are well. It's been a while since I've written in. I don't remember the last time you did. I apologize. I know you have all seen the Dragonborn trailer, which is packed with new weapons, armor, and locations. At one point in the yeah. trailer, spears are seen being used by a new enemy type. The one's riding on what looks like a boar. I remember that for, like I believe it was a half a second view. How will they work? Keep up the excellent podcast. Harvey. You know, I wish I knew the answer to all of your said questions. Obviously, they're going to be using it for enemies, and if we don't get to use it and the enemies do, I am writing Bethesda hate mail. (laughs) I love them. I love Bethesda, but, you know. Strongly worded letters. Strongly worded, carefully written, very inappropriate letter. Um, No, um, caps. Honestly, though, I mean, the way the game works, if an enemy is using a weapon, you can use it too. 
So it's, I think it's a fair assumption to say that, yes, there's two parts to this. One, for one, it's in the trailer, an enemy using it. And for two, when you remember our little, uh, let's say, hello experience with their video they did when they just after they got done launching Skyrim. I always forget the name of the video. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, the, the trailer that they did. Yeah, where they do all the ideas. Yeah, the Game Jam, where they were talking about all or showing all different things they had ideas for. And one of the things I highlighted in that video was spears being used. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is something I'm very curious about. And I'm also curious if they're going to add a skill tree to spears. What's I hope- the attraction of spears? I, don't, I just don't get it. Long-ranged well- without being long-ranged. It's, like it's a really, really good center-ranged type of weapon. Very powerful traditionally. Huh. And usually uh, great for AoE-type attacks. I think it's just a common weapon type in medieval warfare that's just not in this game, so people have been asking for it. Did you see the one part somewhere up north in Skyrim where there's a, a mammoth like stuck into the ice? He's like frozen there, yes. and there's spears in his side. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm at, at I, I'm actually more interested in the story arc from what they're portraying in that video than anything else. Yeah, the very first dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Yep, a dragon priest that consumed dragons is coming back, that's going to be a fight. And I really hope they bring in those big boss fights that we've been craving for, like when they showed that big mud crab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope they bring that in. All we've I'm got... Really, yeah, there's, go one, uh, there's one sentence in here that's, set, that's, that's said that I think perked everyone's interest up regarding the story of Dragonborn, and that's when the, um, the narrator asks, did you actually think you were the only one? Ooh... That drove me wild. Not a special snowflake? <laughs> Sad you face. Are. You are. <laughs> There's a mem in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not a Skyrim snowflake. Here. <laughs> well, I don't know what Lou's been into tonight, but it's good. Um, all right, so what else do we get from this video? We're a month away from the launch of this DLC, and we know hardly anything about it except for a name, the general premises of the story arc, and what little nuggets we've been able to get from the video itself. Well, there's, there's really not much that could be extrapolated from it, other no. than the the antagonist is apparently your your obs- <gasps> Oh my god, it's Negaborn! That's what it is. It's Nega Dragonborn. Nega? Yeah, like Negalink. Or Mega? Darkling? <laughs> yeah, Darkling. Then- it's Dark Dragonborn. Zero Sharp. I think we lost Ivarwin. Um, I'm here. <laughs> so, same as Saran, zero student. Okay, no. It's Shadowlink. That's who he is. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of like the evil, uh, the evil version. He's he's your he's basically your evil twin brother. Did you guys? There was only a brief moment where they showed this guy wearing a mismatch of really magical, weird-looking armor, or the character that sparked my interest. So I had no idea what to make of it. Do you guys remember that moment in the video? Where it's like Man. he has like these arm guards that are blue lightning looking thing and... No? I thought those were power attacks. No, it was a form when it was very colorful armor. When mm-hmm. you see... Huh. It was only for a brief second when the character's walking. I thought those were spell effects. Myself, oh. I'll have to go back and look at it again. Well, Joe, what did you get out of that? To me, it looked like different armor types. It really did. I don't know if they're going to be going into like an elemental armor set. That's kind of what it, it looked like to me. Okay. Hmm. Well, I mean, everything everything is pretty much you know conjecture at this mm-hmm. point because what I mean what what we what you see is 
we're not sure if what you see is what you get. And yeah, I mean, it could be a new armor type. It could be spell effects. Um, you know, certainly the the uh, the presence of spears inside the the video lends itself to: do we get them? Do we not get them? Um, there's a huge discussion on the forums that um, you know we we created actually. Elder Scrolls OTR on on the Bethesda forums has a has a huge uh, thread. It's like four or five pages long at this point, just like speculating on on what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying that, you know, um, regarding the dragon mount idea that that uh, they think the trailer lends itself to the idea that we will have dragon mounts. And people are saying, no, we're not getting dragon mounts just because you see someone in a cinematic view, you know, jumping on top of a dragon doesn't it mean we're actually going to get it. View. When you mount a horse, you go into a slight cinematic. The same right, view. That, that's actually something that 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 we argued on on the Bethesda forums that you know every every mounting situation requires a cinematic so why wouldn't you and <laughs> it was the exact same one as you getting on a horse mm-hmm. exactly well let's look at it this way I know people are excited for dragon mounts I think there was this podcast this one time where this idiot was just screaming <laughs> about them constantly and I have no idea I what really podcast that is that, Dave that was me I have no idea which podcast that was. Okay, that could have been me. That's a, that's a possibility, but just for argument's sake, let's say it, it wasn't. Moving on. Um, there's a good possibility that if they're trying to please their fans, that they will include dragon mounts, and they damn well better. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, in the, in the when we first talked about the idea, the concept of, of riding a dragon around and flying, is the fact that when they when they create these worlds, they create it from the ground perspective. So a lot of the world is incomplete in terms of graphical. So in order to, for them to create a, a flying environment, they have to go in and actually fill in all those gaps again and make sure it loads correctly. It's it's a statistical nightmare, but if they did it and they pulled it through on such a big environment like Skyrim, I'm all for it. I, I'd be totally stoked and excited about it. Well, I I, I tend to believe that that sort of thing was in the game already mm-hmm. I mean um, every Maybe. every piece of, of uh, architecture or um, environment in the game can be can be scaled it only well, depends on, on altitude it's not that, it's a yeah, trick they use in there graphic- are some areas that are blocked off from being physically able to get to well there's a thing um, there's a trick in, in game design that you use for visual elements to save time and processing power it's all based off of line of sight perception. I'm not going to get into it, but basically it allows you to create things that look complete and fleshed out when in fact they are not because they are being hidden by a certain uh, viewpoint. So what, what looks like a normal um, building or house to you may not actually contain an actual roof from the outside. It does inside, but it will not outside because no perspective the player can get into is able to see that roof. So it's a perceived roof on the outside. So it's, the roof doesn't exist, and it saves up on processing power. So we don't the the so that the uh, game doesn't have to process something that's not even going to be seen in the first place. On that same point, you have to figure that they may not also have visuals in the game that you may not be able to actively get to yet. You can see, but because you can't get to it, they previously didn't think to make it solid. That's something so, that World of Warcraft had an issue with when they were doing yeah. their original world, is that, yeah, when you played the game, it looked completely fleshed out, but in reality, you look at a mountain range, and you're only seeing about 15% of an actual of the actual mountain. The rest of it's nothing. 
It's blank. Is, is that why I fell for the world so many times? Yeah. <laughs> it's a trick. So you have to add, to, add yeah. collision and all that. So you have to go in, add collision, you have to add the graphical tears to it, and you have to flesh it out. It's a it's it's a lot of, of work for a graphics team in particular. But it's worth it if they can do it. So well, if they did it, I, then I'm I all for it. I tend to think that they did do that with this game. That I they really did add so. all that. I think so, too. I'm not stepping back from what I said. In fact, that yeah. from what the video looked like, it looked just to me like a player mounting a dragon. Whether that dragon flies or not, I don't know. I think if they had to add all of that, all of the collision and all of the architecture and all of the environment detail and, and panels um, that require, that's required for that, I don't think they would have released dragon mounts, to be honest. You know what? Honestly, I'd be perfectly happy with Gimpy the dragon horse that can't fly, <laughs> that all he can do is walk around everywhere. And if I can fire. mount a freaking dragon, I'm excited. But David's half a dragon. I don't care. Where's the pride in your dragon mount? <laughs> it's a half a dragon. <laughs> Gimpy the dragon. <laughs> well, what if you're getting, think, if you're getting your, your dragon mount, I want a unicorn. Oh my god. Wow! <laughs> who, who wants to take the man card? I want yeah. a double. I want his name to be Double Rainbow. <laughs> we should make Christine take his man card just so it's doubly hurtful. <laughs> Hand it over. Hand it over. <sighs> what do you think, Christine? What's What's your thoughts on this? On the dragon mounting? Yeah, in or out? What do you think? Oh, in. But I mean, to avoid most of those problems, couldn't they just make like low flying dragons? <laughs> it don't necessarily go way up in the air. You know how many people would complain if you're only able to get five feet off the ground with a dragon? <laughs> like, just be on my horse. <laughs> Apparently not Dave. Dragon mount. Dave's I'm saying cool I would complain. Dragon mount. Yeah, just give me a dragon. I'm cool with that, but still. <laughs> and a dragon mount that won't get itself killed. <laughs> or ruin your stealth. Like, what are you doing here, you stupid horse? Get away. That won't yeah, fall off of a mountain and die. <laughs> I want to see I want to see a dragon roost added to my house in Hearthfire. That's what I'd like to see next. <laughs> you think a giant nest. So so freaking Gimpy the dragon mount can have a little home to watch his TV and make some eggs. <laughs> just picture a dragon flying out, coming back with a giant tree in his mouth, weaving it into his nest, going out, getting a giant, throwing it in there, weaving it to the nest. <laughs> wow, right. Darwin just turned Skyrim to Aragon. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Is there anything else we want to talk about this Dragonborn DLC? Oh. Let's, yeah, let's talk about the dragon mounts. <laughs> well, besides the boo factor of it being Xbox 360 only, I mean, come on, guys, let's get real. Half the player base is not going to be happy. Their half's going to be happy because they have it. Well, apparently half the player base is going to be happy because I think half the player base is the 360 crowd. Yeah, they are. No, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a PC and PlayStation 3 crowd make up one half, and you have the other ha- half being the Xbox 360. So, I mean, yeah. if I had an Xbox 360, you know, I probably would get it. But I don't. I can't afford it. So, I'm waiting for my PC version, and I'll be happy when it comes out. Hopefully, it doesn't take much longer. I'd love to have it before Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I just, I'm gonna, I wanna prep our audience right now and just let everyone know that um, I'm the only one in, in our group that has a 360. I, I think so anyway. Yeah. And um, I'm not gonna get Dragonborn on the 360. Not out of protest. Not not because of that. I'd like to say, you know, oh, it's because of out of protest. It's, it's not. It's the fact that um, 
the last two DLCs I purchased for the 360, and I haven't really used them because it, it came out for PC, and that's where all my main characters are. So I just I'm not going to waste you know money, and so you know I do apologize when you know that you're not going to hear our perspective on Dragonborn um, when it for, does come out until it hits for for PC. Yeah, so about a month or two. I mean, it took what six weeks for it to come out for for uh, Dongar to come out for PC. Yeah, I think it was about that. Yeah. Let's hope they actually get it out 30 days after. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'm and holding it to it, Bethesda. Forget about us. No, no one's forgetting about it. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to speak <laughs> for out. But I, I mean, you know, I would love for, for PS3 to get everything. Get everything all at once. Which, I, I mean, honestly, I, I think that might be coming. Because I there think was. It a, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the Bethesda uh, devs. Uh, Twitter account sent out a tweet today and I think earlier in the week as well saying that mm-hmm. Skyrim updates are coming soon for, for PS3. Yay. So, I, I mean, you know, it's speculative. It could mean that, that Dawn Guard's coming out for PS3. They need to do, here's what they need to do. They need to do Dawn Guard, Hearthfire, and Dragonfire, or Dragonborn all in one bundle package for one DLC price. $5. Five dollar, five dollar. A $20 price, but you get all three of them. <laughs> Instead of paying 45 you'd pay only 20 bucks and you get all three as a, we're sorry. Yeah. They need to do something like that. If they just release all three of them at separate normal price, it's going to be an uproar here. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll throw a poll up on the uh, on the Bethesda forums about, you know, do you would it be a fair price for $20, you get all three for PS3, released as one package, but you may have to wait until you know Dragonborn is available for PS3. That would make me so happy. I think that would make a lot of PS3 players, I think they'd be completely fine with waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another 30 or 40 days, you know? Big deal. I mean, you're going to get all three for 20 bucks. Happy days. Alright, so then maybe after the show what I'll do is I'll throw the poll up on the uh, on the forums for on the Bethesda forums and uh you know, you know, the listeners out there go on there and, and uh give us uh, a little forum love. Say hi to us and tell us what you think. Weigh in on the topic. Exactly. Um all right. Now to sw- to kinda of just shift the uh, topics a little bit. Speaking of Dongar, Yvaro and you've been playing a lot of it. Yeah, before I I had to go to work for um, week one of hell, which will probably continue until the end of the year, um, I got a nice solid ten hours of of uh, gameplay for for Skyrim on my on my days off. Nice, it was great, dude. It was so great. I mean, I RP'd, I RP'd the hell out of that thing. Um, as you know, I, I I've been playing my Paladin again, so I, I kept on with that. Shocker. And uh, got him up to 35, and I got my sneak skill up to 55. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A as paladin a, as a sneaks? Heavy... What's that? Why would a paladin need to sneak? I was um, just thinking that. Why? That's got to be the most awkward-looking thing ever. <laughs> really? A oh, guy but... whispering, ha-ha, verily. Yeah, that, that is a... <laughs> Don't mind me, this big shield and sword in my hand. It's more ridiculous. It's more ridiculous than you think it is. <laughs> I'm this guy walking around in epic dwarven armor, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Still? What? No, I leveled it up. Oh, I leveled it up. 
<laughs> I think that was an audible face bomb. Head desk. <laughs> Listen, my my dwarven armor is better than the stuff that I've been I've been picking up, which is all ebony stuff anyway. So and until you improve it, like you improve the dwarven, oh, I happen to and imp- then shocker, it's like double. <laughs> I like it. But it's not golden. It's not golden and awesome it's and not paladin enough. Yeah, you have to say it's not paladin-y. It's not paladin-y. <laughs> My dwarven armor is heroic and hopeful, and I bring love and peace to the masses and justice to and the And robotic evil. with leaking oh oil. God. And blind them with the sun hits your armor. Like, oh my god, who is that walking mirror? Preston <laughs> <laughs> has a, pre- uh, a, a cute little purple skirt. <laughs> so yeah. I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many man cards am I getting today? Apparently uh, all mine. four. I'm like the only one with mine left. What's going on here? You gave yours up a long time ago, Dave. When I cut off my pigtails, isn't it? I totally samson myself. When you myself. grew them. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and instead of Delilah, you got Sandy. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> so, um, okay. So basically, here's what happened to me. Okay, I, I, I'm starting. I'm, I'm going through the drag, uh, Dawn Guard, the the Dawn Guard expansion, doing doing the quest line, and lo and behold, here comes, here comes Oblivion. All right, Serana tells me. We have to go into oblivion to save the world, in quotes. And obviously I'm paraphrasing because this was, you know, a week ago. And, la, la, and, uh, la, 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 I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, thanks for ruining the story for me. Yeah. Well, gee whiz, guys, how am I going <laughs> to tell the story without, without any spoilers? <laughs> change the names, change the events to protect the innocent. All right. Me and Dave. I'll say it in this way. You got to blur faces, bro. I, <laughs> I allowed Serana to turn me into a vampire. Yes. <clears throat> oh, instead of instead of your soul being weakened, you already knew. What, what are you putting me through? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the end of the. That's not the end of the DLC, though. That's why I knew. Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> the very beginning of it. Yes. Instead of allowing my soul to be weakened and going through, you know, whatever, whatever, oh. uh, you know, quest line came out of that, I said, "All right, Serana." You know, turn me into turn me turn me into you know Twilight here. Turn you just want her sucking on your neck. That's all. I didn't mind it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss your beast blood? Um, my beast blood. Yeah, you're a werewolf. I, I wasn't a werewolf. Oh, I was. It was a big decision. Uh-huh. I I can understand how that how it became a big decision for you. It was hard. What? No, I mean, are you seriously saying like it was kind of tough, or, or you... no? I just didn't know if I wanted to be a werewolf or a vampire, and I decided, heck, let's do it. Let's be a vampire. Let's try this. I actually labored under this decision for me <laughs> uh, because I RP everything. I'm thinking like, how is a paladin a vampire? Like, how does this work? And and I don't because the problem with me Bad was luck. I don't want to go paladins to... suck. <laughs> they don't suck. <laughs> no, I mean blood. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I really labored under this. Like, what should I do? I don't want to go through a long, a long quest to you know get my soul you know partially you know excavated from me. And and you know being a vampire is not paladin esque. And then I thought to myself, all right, I'm going to get made fun of, so I'm going to say it anyway. All right, so sacrifice and duty is is part of what a paladin yeah, does. Duty. And in order to save the world, his sacri- uh, a du- his duty requires a sacrifice, a sacrifice of himself. So I thought, 
Okay, and most under that guys, I will allow myself to become a vampire, to enter oblivion, help do what needs to be done, and then come out and then just go the rest of my life not feeding as a vampire and just avoiding all of society and Oop. being the hero that's never sung. And uh, kind of a paladin, isn't she? Who? Serana, she's kind of paladin-y. Well, she's very noble. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I was I was kind of up, you know, I kind of felt bad for my character though that, you know, he he gave up his humanity to save, you know, all of Skyrim from from Harkin and um Later on, I was given the opportunity to change back. And when I did change back, it really made that whole experience of becoming a vampire and making a reason for it um, really just just fantastic for me. And I was really excited to see my paladin back into a human. And now all I have left to do is just to go after Harkin. And let me tell you, after having to, like, you know, willingly give up that, that, that piece of, of humanity... And then having the the off chance of coming back and 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 uh, you know really appreciating what I lost, going after Harkin is very meaningful for me and for my character. That's so cool. I'm really looking forward to it. What do you think about that place you had to go into though in order to become a vampire? Because it bored the snot out of me. Oblivion. Yeah. Well, how did they did they actually call it Oblivion? Yeah, it's Oblivion. There's some other name for it. <clears throat> soul Cairn. Yeah, Soul Cairn, yeah. Um I I thought the direction, the art direction versus the original Oblivion in Elder Scrolls 4 was better. <clears throat> but it isn't the original Oblivion. What's that? It isn't the original Oblivion. No, it's not. The original Oblivion was was all fire and brimstone and and Skyrim's take on Oblivion. And the reason why I keep calling it that is because I, I read somewhere that, you know, this this is supposed to act, Soul Cairn is supposed to be Oblivion. It, it is Oblivion, but it's not the same it's a Oblivion. Different plane. It's a different Daedra's realm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is still considered, well, let's let's put it in, in our terms. It is a hell, it's just not the same hell. I think the hell that I saw in Skyrim is more fitting. Because for me, as a as a as a Catholic, as a non practicing Catholic, um, hell always has always been represented and taught to me as as a plane of 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 just devoid of life, and that's what I saw. And um, I, it was devoid I, of life and, and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I I I, uh, I thought it was more fitting with what I've been taught my my whole life. So I was able to make that connection. Fair enough. Did you go after the horse mount? I did not, no. I got in and I got out and I went on with the rest of my undead life. I have him. <laughs> I still haven't had enough magicka to actually summon him yet. Hmm. I'm going to, though. From what I understand, he looks cool. I have his, his skull. So, all BA stuff. All right, Lou. What about oh, you, man? Did you actually... <laughs> I see the first thing I see on your list that kind of makes me think, really... Is cleaning up questionable? Would you get four or five out of the fifty done? <laughs> no, actually, I only got like two. <laughs> fifty plus done. Blue, <laughs> you rock. You know, and, and what's crazy is that even though I finished the uh, the Dark Brotherhood quest line, I'm still picking up the odd jobs here and there from the Night Mother. 
So every time I pass the town, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll just go speak to the contact. Even though I don't need the money, I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> I, I just feel drawn to saying, yeah, yeah, I'll just wander some town, just kill some nameless NPC for the hell of it. <laughs> and that's what's been distracting me. Even though I have all the other quest markers saying, well, go here for that shout, or go here for this. No, 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 I'm going to earn some really cheap coin. Hang on, be right back. <laughs> and just do that. But, yeah, I- I've been trying to clean it up because it-, it is still a mess. I was doing so good. And over the past month, I've just been slacking. And just going over a couple of quests here and there. And then realizing, wow, I just picked up more stuff. Or This quest arc just ke- keeps going. <laughs> keeps going. Like, what step am I on now? Okay, this one. <laughs> and it- it's just... You know, I even tried doing a walkabout. Just to say, alright, I'm just going to keep going here. and Just whatever's on my way. I'm not going to fast travel. I'm not going to on the horse. I'm just going to walk. And whatever I encounter, I'll, I'll do and I'll finish. Didn't work. After maybe about 15, 20 minutes of walking, I said, eh, no. <laughs> I got to clean this up. <laughs> Back to the night weather. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Got to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, I still got to do it, though, because, you know, I really, in any game I play, whether it's RPG, MMO, I hate having a quest journal that's, like, pages long. Yeah, I know. Because I feel like I'm, even though it's, it, I'm not complaining about the kind of, it's just like I feel like I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm not accomplishing it. I'm not moving forward. <laughs> Even though it's probably the thousand quests I've done, you know, I still have fifty quests in my log. I'm like, gosh, I gotta finish this. Or I feel like I'm not doing anything right. I'm still, you know, plugging away. Hopefully one day it'll get done. Hopefully before ESL comes out, but I, I doubt it. Knowing <laughs> the way I play. <laughs> Pick up another five quests here and there. And right now one of the quests I am pursuing actively is I'm still on the part where I'm tracking down a moth priest. Mm. Or Don yeah. Guard. And I must say, though, uh, I think two episodes ago, three episodes ago, I was telling people that I, I actually downloaded the one of the mods for uh, Serana, or actually just for Dawnguard, that had... Uh, the Vampire Eyes? Yep. They, it will turn the Vampire Eyes to the Underworld version of it. See, I wasn't even on that show when I remembered it. How weird. <laughs> 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 and, and I can... Let me tell you, I mean, it's small aesthetic thing, but I do like how Serana and the other vampires look that underworld glow as opposed to the red yeah you you um i was thinking about that the other day yeah the the underworld blue glow versus the the bethesda's take on the the red orange gold type thing is a bit a bit better yeah i, I just find it more appealing and you know i'm a big fan of underworld movies so yeah i do like how that that effect looks and i was always having to also download the you know kate beck and sale mod but no stop myself from doing that but this <laughs> is a Kate Beckinsale mod. Oh, actually, yes, there is. <laughs> There's a mod and, for every famous person out there. Yeah, and you get her in her armor too, Dave. You know, trench coat and all. Yeah, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Dave's looking up right now. Where? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Be right back, guys. Got to download this. Oh, nah. Where's that Kate Beckinsale mod at? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Comes with pigtails, handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with you know, with that, I mean, I have her now as my companion. So every quest I go on, whether it's related to Dongard or not, it's like I'm stuck with her. Like, would you just go away? <laughs> <laughs> can't, you, can't you just stay here for once? Oh no! Oh no! Grab my style, lady. You're getting in the way of my kills here. Oh, oh, come on! <laughs> you know, you can't even make yourself useful. You won't even trade things with me. Like, hey, you know, could you carry a few dragon bones? No. She's not sworn to carry your burdens. 
Yeah, but she'll carry a big Elder Scroll in the back saying, yeah, this isn't anything right here. Because she <laughs> is sworn to carry an Elder Scroll. <laughs> Priorities are wrong. I'm telling you're wrong, Go around and demanding girls Elder Scrolls like that. But one thing I am currently frustrated with, my main character, which is the dual wielder, is I'm spending is still stuck at 91 currently. And I ran out of materials to you know keep working on it. So, you know, do another run of just going to people's houses or the stores, just robbing people blind. You know, I could probably pay it, but it's like, no. no. Yeah, why pay? We don't have to, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's see. Shame Master on you, of the Peace Guild, why would I pay for that when I just come back an hour later and just steal it from you? <laughs> why haggle? No, nah, I'm not going to put the necklace on haggle. No, don't need the speechcraft. I'll just come back. Yeah, I, I've never put a single point into speechcraft ever. Neither have I. Yeah. I've intended to. Sometimes you get the uh, ability to like invest in shops so you can get more money out of them. But, yeah, I never level up speechcraft fast enough anyway without cheating like Liz. <clears throat> <coughs> Speaking of which, uh, Liz is extremely jealous that there's another female on the cast today. Oh, and, no, uh, is she? Yeah, it was funny. I love you, Liz. I brought her on the call before we were recording, before you got on, and we were just chit-chatting with her. And uh, she had to go do something else and cheat on us. So as soon as she got off the call, she sent me a message and saying how extremely jealous she was. <laughs> Who's that other chick? <laughs> when I told her, she's like, oh, I love her. I'm still jealous. <laughs> we love you, Liz. All right, guys. I think we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back with some new good stuff. And we are back. And before we get into our big, big topic of tonight, Dave, what was your gameplay? I didn't forget about you, brother. I didn't. My gameplay has the most interesting name ever. Okay? And, and we, we talked in the break how to pronounce this thing. It's called... Raldbathar. Raldbathar. <laughs> Bathar? Raldbathar? Raldbathar. Yeah, Raldbathar. Raldbathar. Okay, that's the name of the, the instance that I went into. Apparently, it, it's... It, I, I found it while I was just playing around, but it's it's actually part of the Assassin's Guild. Or the, the Assassin's... Not, the Brotherhood uh, chain. <laughs> not Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the, the, the guild with the... I just did the, the Thieves Guild. I'm mixing All right, Anyway. All right. Breathe the point being is, is the, there's mouth. the dude in there that you have to kill with the lotus extract for that Mira chick. Anyway, I, I, I didn't kill him. The whole point of going in there is because I finally have that key from last episode. I got the, the, the skeleton key. So I went through unlocking everything. I am a god of unlocking things now. I lock things back just to unlock them again. And I was all excited. So... <laughs> Is that what you do, Dave? Do, do you really do that? Oh, man. I, unlocking things? I am the beast of unlocking. I unlock things and put them away. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much fun to unlock things now. I, I don't know why I've never done this before. But I, I did. I, I went through this Ralbathar and... <laughs> I finally, my archery, just want to say my archery finally dinged 100, so that's, that's Congratulations. neat. That's but awesome. The, the big thing is, is when I went through Raubadathar, <laughs> I, I was picking up pretty much everything I could that could smelt down into dwarven ingots so I could make dwarven anything. 
I ended up making, I think it was the, the Dwarven uh, bracers or the, the gloves. It was the gloves with the weird fins on the side of them. So wait, you're hating on me for wearing Dwarven armor, but why are you melting this stuff down? I'll tell you why. Because there was an abundance of it in Rob of the Thar, and I could enchant <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> He's just saying it for the sake of saying it. Yes, I am. It's Rob of the Thar is the, the best word of the night. It's But I, the whole point of this entire adventure was to gather enough crap to make a crappy item and so that I could enchant it and up my enchanting the last bit of the way because I was running out of, of stuff to make. And and I finally got my enchanting. I'm yelling it out loud and proud to 100. Wow. So, yes. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Round of applause for Dave Deenforce, the Enchanter Adams. So that's going to make me a beast. And right. Ralph Oh, I missed Ralph my cue. Star. You think people from Sweden have an easier time pronouncing this stuff than we do? I hope so. Or they must just be mad that we're making up these weird words that sound Swedish. Yeah, like Abba. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so that's that's all I did this week. I spent more time this week actually in town making crap and enchanting it than I actually did uh, spending time... In Rabathathar. <laughs> but I love that place because apparently I ran out of stuff, so I went back there and it, it reset by the time I was done just adventuring around. So you I went back, back through and. I'm sorry? Where did you go back to? Rabathathar. <laughs> I, I think that's the name of <laughs> She had to make you say it one more time. I know. Oh. <laughs> that's very good, Christine. <laughs> So I went into Rabathathar again, and I, I, I love that there's the little dwarven things that I can kill because they usually have a uh, soul stone on them. So the, all the soul stones I collected, all the, the crappy dwarven armor I could make, I went together to actually finish up my enchanting, so I'm happy. Was it hard? Because isn't that dwarven stuff really heavy? Well, yeah, it is. So it, it took multiple times me going there back and forth. He changed his name to Pat Mule. <laughs> was it Robert the Thar? Yeah, that's the name of the episode officially right now. <laughs> I, I can't say that too many times. It's going to give me an aneurysm. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's pronounced Raubthar. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. See what we're going to do now? We're going to do something we haven't done in a while. I'm going to do it. Ready? Ready? Here it goes. The Elder Scrolls Online Hour of Awesomeness. Yes, we got a lot of Elder Scrolls to talk about. Elder Scrolls Online. And first, and the most key important thing, is the ESO gameplay trailer has launched. And we... You want to find it at bethblog.com. It's right there on the front. And there's a lot about this video that, honestly, I don't know if you had the same feeling I did, Yvarlin. When I when I watched it, I just felt nostalgic. Yeah, I got a lot of feelings about this. Pure genius is one of the main feelings that I have. Yeah. Genius regarding what? Genius regarding this. PR. The, the um, 
the Zenimax guys. They had us go there, right? Mm-hmm. We put our hands in the game for four hours. We came back and we said a ton it. of crap about about what was going on. Okay, we we made five news articles between Brian Armstrong, Joe Bradford, and Damian, our three news guys. Okay, we made five articles. We did two podcasts. Um, Tamriel Alliance, Tamriel Foundry, they all weighed in. MMORPG.com, I think, weighed in. A ton of people weighed in, and there's still questions on the forums. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? What about water collision and, and swimming effects? I mean, just like random stuff that, that we never thought to possibly ask is still being asked. We're still getting retarded comments as well. Well, yeah, it's just that, you know, there's retarded people out there, and they'll make their retarded comments. But the fact is, is that um, Zenimax took all this stuff and the video that they made specifically addresses like some of the biggest topics I've seen on their on the Bethesda forums regarding ESO. And it they do it in a beautiful way. It's it's really just if you watch this gameplay trailer, a lot of your questions are gonna get answered for the answers that they currently have. Speaking There's a lot of, of people which, asking questions that they don't have answers for right now, and I'm sure they'll get to that stuff. I mean, it's in alpha stage right now, or pre-alpha, but this was great because the the people that are interested in the game are can see it instead of hearing us talk about it. They see the game. They see what it looks like. Great idea. And I really highly praise Zenimax Online for for doing this the way they did. It was It was absolute genius. Speaking of which, we're going to go ahead and play this trailer for, or this uh, video for you guys. Now, the reason why we're playing it on audio podcast is there's still a lot of great information being portrayed through the audio, through the talks with the devs and things like that. So we're going to go ahead and play that now in its entirety. entirety. I can talk, right? <laughs> um, my English is always strong. I had people making fun of me about that in Minecraft last night. All right, so I'm going to play it right now, and we'll get into it. With the Elder Scrolls Online, we're bringing two different groups of players together. We've got the uh, Elder Scrolls crowd, which is used to great games like Skyrim and Oblivion and Morrowind in the older games. And then we have the MMO Bad crowd, brother. which is used to great, all the great MMOs for, from the last 15 years. We're bringing them all together into one great game, and we're really excited to tell you about it. Elder Scrolls Online Everything you need to know about it is right in the name. It's Elder Scrolls, but it's online. And when the team set out, they wanted to create strategic real-time combat. We wanted to create a lot of world immersion. We wanted to create a, a landscape that was rewarded exploration. But all of that had to be brought together with really great social systems. So Elder Scrolls Online, it's set a thousand years before Skyrim. And not only is it a thousand years before Skyrim, but it draws on all the legends and everything that you've read about in the books that you find in Elder Scrolls games. So we've got 20 years of lore to draw upon. We made sure the Morrowind serial and Skyrim feel like they do in Elder Scrolls 3, 4, and 5. The art style is right in line with those titles. Now you can explore all of Tamriel. You can return to places that you've seen before, and you can explore new places that you've never been. 
looking at these screenshots, guys, I can't wait for this game, man. It's amazing. It, it's just like how we, it looked and felt when we were in the game. Yeah. This is an Elder Scrolls combat system. Moving your mouse will make you look around uh, and aim your weapon. You can tap your left click to attack, hold it to power, hold your right click to block, and of course, sprinting, crouching, and sneaking around play a role. They're basically just demonstrating different combat styles and what looks like in Elder Scrolls, and you can't really tell the difference from it in other Elder Scrolls except for some. All of our characters are designed so that hundreds of them can be on screen at one time. Except for some different spell You're effects. You're going to have lots of customization options to make your character look unique. You'll find dwarven armors, daedric armors, elven armors, basically all the types of armor styles uh, and customization options that you expect from an Elder Scrolls game and Elder Scrolls lore. Gear looks amazing. You can definitely tell who's a Nord. By far the worst experience of any online game is... At its launch, when you're trying to find your friends, um, you can't find people. You create a character on one shard, and then you find out everyone else is on another shard, and you have to move. That it experience is not calls good. Them shards. So we are not going to have shards. Most people call we have a technology servers. we call Mega Server, where all players are on one server. So all your friends are right there. You just create a character, you click play, and you go. The game is smart about where to put you. They put you in game spaces with your friends, with your guildmates. It's a way to be connected with everyone, and the game figures out where to put you. So with Elder Scrolls Online, you know, one of the big things is that you'll be able to get together with your friends and overcome obstacles. So things like public dungeons, heroic dungeons, but most importantly, when you participate with your friends, or even just with strangers, you're not competing for resources. You're all working together to overcome something, and you get equal credit for that. As a player, you're able to start off by picking one of nine races. Uh, you'll be able to pick a class. Um, so that's just the start, though. From there, all of the choices you make with quests, all of the choices you make in which abilities you choose, which weapons you use, which armor you use, really help make your character stand out in the world. The basis for the customization system in Elder Scrolls Online is What's up, that you can use whatever weapon or armor type you actually want to use. Uh, you can play as a heavy armor character who's a tank with bow, or you can play as a mage who uses a two-handed weapon, or you can play as a sneaky guy who runs around healing people. Sort of the combination that you uh, selected out of what armor type you use, what weapon type you use, and what class you use really creates a unique character experience for you. Uh, one of the things you're going to be able to do that's going to make you stand out is you have perks. For instance, perks allow you to become a werewolf or a vampire or maybe even have special pets. But it's not just about that. There are other things like how you increase your stamina, how you increase your magic, or how you increase your health that really take you from your initial class choice and it makes you stand out because you're saying these are the things that are important to me. This is the way I want to play. This is the role I want to take in combat. Questing in Elder Scrolls Online was built around a pretty simple concept, and that was that we wanted the player to explore. And we wanted, when the player explored, for them to be able to see something around a corner and say, oh, well, I was on this quest, but now I see something over there that's really interesting. And so they have this decision point of, you know, which thing do I do next? And that's really where we want the player to go. It's not 
what do I do next? It's which one of these things do I do next? The way a player finds quests in our game uh, is really through exploration. As they wander around the world, we have an on-screen compass, and that really points out the areas of opportunity or, or, or points of interest to the player. When the player finds a point of interest in the world, this is really where all of our story content is. Just like and, what you and do there in And there's an opportunity for the player to make a change in the world. And a really good example of that is there's a werewolf invasion. Uh, when the player gets there, um, they, they fend off the, the werewolf invasion, they save the town, and every time you come back to that, that village, uh, you'll be remembered and thanked um, by the villagers. The werewolves will be gone just like you would have uh, in Oblivion as the hero of Clutch. Once you hit level 50, that's really where the game opens up. At this point, you're going into Serial to PvP, or you're deciding you want to go on a heroic raid with your guild and your friends, or maybe you might go into an adventure zone, which is our way of getting you into a zone where you can play solo, you can play with a small group, or you can play with a really large group to overcome obstacles. I want to fight him. PvP in Elder Scrolls Online is focused around taking uh, various structures in Cyrodiil. Uh, if you remember Cyrodiil from Oblivion, the space is very large, and that's a perfect setting for having three alliances fight each other. During this timeline, Imperial City is up for grabs, and there's no Emperor, so players are going to be fighting using trebuchets, catapults, all kinds of weaponry to take and hold keeps, structures, and resource fixtures around the keep to actually uh, give the opportunity to crown one of themselves as an Emperor. It's really important to us that, you know, PvP isn't just a veteran uh, game. It's got to be something that people can do from the very beginning because you want to be comfortable in getting into this. So we make sure that everybody is on equal footing. So even at level 10, you can go into our PvP area and really have a great experience and a good time. This massive PvP battle that's showing right now is just amazing. Yeah, that's the same video that we saw when we were at the event. Yep. With the game the size of the Elder Scrolls Online, it's really hard to, in one demo, one presentation, one video, to list everything about the game. So what you've heard today are the basics. Over time, we're going to go into more depth than everything you've heard about today and then all the other systems which we haven't talked about yet. All these elements are going to come together and make Elder Scrolls Online the next great online RPG. And there you have it. That was the the audio version. I highly recommend seeing it. Um, one thing I got to hand to ESO is that they do have a phenomenal art team working on this game. It looks and feels every bit of Elder Scrolls, plain and simple. I mean, I we can say that over and over and over again for next year. It can't be said enough. It's Elder Scrolls. It's what you expect when you get into an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. I, I mean, look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this as, as plain English as I possibly can, okay? And I'm sorry if I offend anyone, all right? If you think this is not an Elder Scrolls game, you're wrong. 
And you need to do your research. I think we had a uh, comment recently about calling it a, uh, what was the word? Mm, brain fart here. He called it, it's a, a term used for, to describe um, theme park. He called it a theme park based MMO, which is just a MMO loosely based off of a popular series. Like World of Warcraft or, you know, a bunch of other MMOs out there that pretty much flopped, like Warhammer. He's completely 100% wrong. It's not a MMO based on Elder Scrolls. It's an MMO Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And there's a big difference in that. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> the, look, I, we can't we can't break this down any more simply than this. Okay, it's the Elder. It's an Elder Scrolls game. This is the Elder Scrolls, but you're playing it with a bunch of people at the same time. That's the only difference. Yeah. Um, we had an email from Colin. He wrote in saying, "Just a quick question with the arrival of the SO trailer, which I thoroughly enjoyed. How does it compare to your time in game? Is the trailer an accurate portrayal of the gameplay, combat, and graphics?" Just wanted to ask. Hope you don't get this too late in the show, Colin. Um, I know my answer, and I'm pretty sure mine's exactly the same as yours. I'm gonna let you go ahead and say it, Barwin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, these guys didn't pull any punches. They literally they they it's like they frapsed their gameplay. Yeah, or frapsed my gameplay. I mean, I could definitely pick out like which one was a Dragonite and which one was the Templar during this and the reason why i was able to pick it out was because i played the same way that you see in the game it's it's 110 percent accurate i they hate Zenimax for releasing his videos just made me i finally got over that massive like hole in my life of not playing eso after i got a chance to play for four hours <laughs> that hole was reopened i appreciate it it made me jealous watching you guys play it and i'm not like some of you guys want to pull a video together Send me the client. I'll be happy to play with you guys and do the video. <laughs> I mean, that look, Colin. That's the game. You're looking at the game right there. That's that's the way. That's what we played, and it's 100 percent accurate. So it's really it. that pretty. The gameplay yeah. really is like that. It's Elder Scrolls. I mean, that looked like they took, you know, Skyrim and Oblivion and, and threw it into a trailer and said, "This is ESL." Yeah, pretty much. That's what you're getting with other yep. people. And we get a ton of comments all the time saying, all I really wanted was Skyrim and Oblivion, like I play with my friends. Guess what? You know, you are getting it. <laughs> well, um, Christine, you you didn't you didn't play the game, obviously, like we did, and uh, but you did see this this trailer. What's what's some of your thoughts from from um, you know someone who who hasn't you know had the experience that we had? What's what's your thoughts on this trailer? What what did you think when you saw it? Oh, I thought it looked fantastic. If that's really what it's going to look like when you play, that's not like any MMO I've ever seen. I'm telling you right now, that's what Joe and I played. Exactly. You know, a lot of times you see, I think Star Wars The Old Republic is one of the prime examples where the video trailers they released were not the actual game footage that you see. Oh, without a doubt. Um, This was 100% the actual game footage. It blew me away when I first got in the game that I was seeing this and playing this. And that's exactly what that is. And, and if anything, I don't think that video did it enough justice. Honestly. They could have gone a little more in-depth with it, yeah. They definitely could have. They could have showed the UI. I think they don't have the UI completely finalized yet. I think they're kind of holding off on that for right now. Yeah. 
but that was one of my favorite parts of it. I hope they keep it the way it was. I loved how minimalistic it was. Yeah. That's one of my biggest... That was my biggest fan of it, was how minimalistic it really was. And once you get used to using, like, the escape key to go to switch your mouse out, which you do for, like, Plant Side 2 and things like that anyway, any action-based MMO or any action-based online game, in order to get to your menus, you have to hit escape or another key to reactivate your mouse to the to the interface versus in game. So that's what it does and that's what it needs to be. It seems like it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are are critical for being critical sake. And some of the comments that I've seen regarding this particular game seem like they come from from people like that. All right. Yeah. There's not a whole lot that you can say to those people. They're just looking to be critical because it's an MMO and they feel one way or the other about it. All my well, uh, yeah, all my it's coworkers be stepping on their toes. Yeah, all my coworkers in QGN know me for being the critical one of the network. Yeah, but I don't understand why when a game series becomes an MMO, does that automatically mean it's stepping on someone's toes? Like, why Why does that automatically translate to, this okay. is a bastardization of everything C- I've ever loved? Consider it like you have a favorite football team in your town, and a second football team with a better stadium moves into the same town. Same name? <laughs> yeah, they feel kind of like... And the thing is that also, I guess a lot of people are still under that false assumption that this is the next... Well, it is the next iteration of Elder Scrolls, but it's not made by Bethesda. So they think they're going to be missing out on their single-player experience. And again, it's another false falsehood because there's a heavy single-player experience in Elder Scrolls that feels just like playing Skyrim. To a T, in fact. Yeah, With, I've seen a lot of critiques saying that they're really disappointed that you can explore all these worlds that you haven't been able to go to before, like Morrowind and Cyrodiil, not by yourself. Because that's yeah. a one-person, one-player kind of deal that they want to do alone. But they can do that. Yeah, it yeah, was stated very clearly can. to us that you can level from 1 to 50 completely solo if that's what you wanted to do. Christine, what were some of the things that you were worried about when you first heard the announcement? And then what are some of the things that makes you excited about this game after this gameplay trailer? I mean, honestly, the only MMO I ever played was World of Warcraft, and I kind of hated it. So when I heard about this coming out... I just really decided not to form an opinion. So I'm just, I'm really excited just being completely not expecting anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're kind of from the perspective of, you know, the tabula rasa sort of perspective, you know, right. you're a and clean slate and you're just accepting every, all the information that you're getting and making your opinion. Exactly. And I'm not a huge gamer. I mean, I'm a huge Skyrim player, but I don't yeah. play a lot of other games. So this is going to be kind of a first for me, and I'm really just trying not to have too much expectations. Well, that's good, because we have people that are on board for this game are on board hardcore, but we know that that those are the people that they're interested in, and, and they're good. Then there's people like yourself who are not too sure and don't have an opinion and are just taking the, the information. And then there are the people that are so negative about this game that you can't hardly reach them. Um, our podcast has reached those people that are so far off in that direction. We actually have reached them and brought them over and, and shown them you know, hard facts saying, look, this is what the game is. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to do. And, people, and those people have even have agreed. Yes, this is, the thing. this is an Elder Scrolls game. You know, you get that feeling when... You've experienced something that no one has yet that 
is absolutely amazing, and you're a big fan of it, and you know that you have a big community of people who are a fan of that same thing, and yet they haven't been able to see this next, you know, amazing, life-changing, well, not life-changing, but, you know, really awesome experience. And when you try to explain it to them, and they're constantly like, yeah, I'm not sure about it, it's like, it's, it's frustrating. We don't yeah. work for Zenimax. We don't work for Bethesda at all. As a matter of fact, we, we're just fans talking about something that we got to experience that blew our minds, literally. And that's it's frustrating to us seeing people who are completely naysayers and getting the wrong, complete idea no matter what we try to tell them. I mean, eventually it's going to be the proof in the pudding, honestly. When they get in front of that game, because they will, you know they will, the hype and everything, they'll get in that game eventually, and when they do, they're going to be hooked. One thing I noticed with the trailer was that um, it does look amazing, and normally I would be a little hesitant to believe that that's really what it looks like, but I did watch the Dongard trailer before Dongard came out, and it looked just like the trailer. I mean, they didn't put things in the trailer that weren't in Dongard, so that makes them that much more trustworthy with just that aspect. Yeah, you could definitely trust. I I think at this point it's it's, you can uh, trust what's in their trailers. Um, Lou, what's what's some of your thoughts on this gameplay trailer? What do you, what are you thinking? Um, well, first thought is this game can't come out soon enough. <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> um, and yeah, you're right. There are a lot of naysayers out there. I go to different game forums here and there, different websites, and it's amazing how you encounter that brick wall that people just don't want. They just don't want to get through it. The, the frustrating part for me regarding that is you tell these people, do the research, and you know they're not doing it because they're saying things that, that are just not true. And if you looked, if you read one article about, about what happened during that, that ESO press event, you would know that what that person is saying is, is actually the opposite. So it, that's the most frustrating part for me is when I see naysayers out there saying like, "Oh, this is just like World of Warcraft," and I, 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 oh, I yeah, oh, yeah. See, I think that's I think that's one of the that's the core of the problem is the fact that a big part of the MMO player base is so jaded and so used to uh, the juggernaut that is World of Warcraft. I mean, I'm not going to pull punches. Yeah, World of Warcraft is a juggernaut of an MMO, and a lot of these naysayers are always going to. For good or you know for ill, they're always going to want to compare these games to that. You know they they want that King of the Hill competition. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be, nor should it. All right. I always say right off the bat. I always steadfast per se. World of Warcraft is an aberration. It's a great aberration. Okay. It brought MMOs to the mainstream, made it culturally acceptable to say, yeah, I play an MMO. Okay. And it's garnered and gathered a huge audience that normally wouldn't be around to play video games and enjoy it. Fine. It's there. But you know what? There are other great MMOs out there that can offer a lot to people, and ESO will be one of them. All right, so stop the comparisons. You know what? Go there like Christine. Tabula, clean slate. Give it a fresh start. Give it a fresh look. Don't be so biased. Don't be so jaded. And if you are doing your research, you wouldn't be saying half the things you, that people say in these sites because it's pure ignorance. It you know, is. Like they, they refuse to get off their horse because it is a high horse. All right, because I'm not pulling punches. Okay, get off your high horse. Look at the game from a fresh perspective. Okay, don't worry about recount. Don't worry about deadly boss mods. Don't worry about that crap. Take the game for what it is. 
God. <laughs> Please don't. No, seriously, Lou, are you freaking kidding me? I'm literally, I'm throwing my glasses off my face right now. Did somebody mention DBM when regarding, e- talking about ESO? Please tell me. Well, there are people out there who want Please. the full support. <laughs> full mod, they want full mod support that you can get in World of Warcraft now. Are we going to have something like, you know, are you kidding me? You're going to worry about DPS right now? Let's give it free That's alpha, not dude. how ESO works. It's not I like your MMO. Joe before the show started if they're going to have that. Well, yeah, we assume from what we saw that the API is going to be open, which is going to allow for modding. So naturally, you're going to get that kind of crud. However, ESO doesn't work the same way as a regular MMO, especially in terms of deadly boss mods where it tells you when to move out of the poop. It doesn't work that way in this game. The game is in pre-alpha, guys. The game is in pre-alpha. Why are you even complaining about mods at this point? You know what? I, Joe, be prepared to edit this because I'm saying it. Okay? If you're worried about mods right now when a game is in pre-alpha, hang yourself. <laughs> God. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, I missed my cue on that one. <laughs> All right, now we know how Ivarwin really feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will say though is like I cannot wait to actually try out the PvP in this game. <laughs> uh, we're gonna save our PvP topic for next week. Uh, we're gonna definitely get into it. I want you guys to research more of the PvP, and we're gonna give a big topic and discussion regarding PvP. I'm kind of on a different level than Lou is regarding that, so it should be a very interesting topic. Um, and like Ivarwin said at the beginning of this of this video before we played it, it was the fact that they answered a lot of questions and the fact that. Right off the bat, you see an entire group of people jumping into the water and swimming, and things of that nature. So if you look closely, there's all kinds. Like I was even noticing my second time watching it when they show the uh, desert town, how the wind was picking up the sand. Little elements like that, yeah, is what draws me into a game. I want to see environmental, little environmental things like that because that's what the little details bring out the whole picture. Yeah, pulls you in. Definitely pulls you in, and and look, I'm I'm sorry about the the previous comment. It was ir- irresponsible for me to you know to say something like that. It's an, it's an awful thing, and I'm not obviously not advocating that that sort of thing. But monster, it's <laughs> it's it's just very frustrating to to hear people have that kind of a conversation. So I, I I'm very 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 sorry. I should not right. have said that. And I have to apologize as well. It's like look, I'm not aiming my anger at anyone in particular out there. It's just the frustration builds. Uh, as Brian will attest to, when you know when he and I do uh, Swordsword Reforged, oh god, yeah, and, and go into the Bioware forums and seeing just the ire and the vitriol that's present on those forums, um, it, it can be uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of a task, say the least, you know, to actually sift through those those that sand, you know, get those nuggets out of information of good information that people just bury through their crap that they post on there. I think people just are speaking out of fear. Those. They're scared that this is going to ruin their favorite game. So it's actually they're on the defense. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what it is. And the fact that the reality, the reality of it is, whether they want to believe it or not, is it's improving on their favorite game series. Mm-hmm. And that that'll become apparent, especially as more and more information gets released from ZeniMax. Um, I'm kind of riding on every bit of uh, you know Paul Sage's and Matt Froyer's comments right now and everything they say about the game. And hopefully we'll be getting them on the show soon so they can talk to us in person about it. And we'll let you guys know. I'm gonna I would like to get more and more guest hosts on this show as we go along. I think that's something that could really help us or really give more perspective on the show right now. 
And I'm, yeah, I'm going to try and see if I can get Nick Conkle on. Yes, um, I want Nick on. I really like talking to him. Yeah, we've I've got some direct questions that that I want to I want to ask him about about gameplay. Awesome. And I'm even thinking about getting some uh, our, our fans on and getting them in their opinions. I'm, I would actually like to get. I'm actually publicly inviting uh, Shank to come join us for an episode. Yes. Oh, all we gotta do is just send that dude an email, and he'll be here. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be more fun for him if I publicly invite him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting this one fan called Crispy. What is it? Oh, don't no, don't invite her. I don't like her. <laughs> oh, I thought she, she writes cool. the coolest emails. <laughs> pew pew. She steals. Pew. Uh, we do have, speaking of emails, we got one more to go into. It's from Caleb D. He wrote in saying, I have noticed that a lot of Elder Scrolls fans are speculating that Bethesda is, in fact, not finishing making their DLC exclusive to Xbox for the first month or so. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I personally have not seen any proof of this, unless I am ob- oblivious and something was said about it. Will you guys still get this DLC if it's exclusive again? I figure Dave will, because there are Dragon Mounts after all. Haha, <laughs> Caleb D. Um, yes, they are making exclusive for Xbox. They, there was an announcement on that. It was kind of hidden in the mix, if you will, but it was there. It is coming out for Xbox exclusive. Um, they do not have, again, like normal, any kind of release date for any other platform. Aw, <laughs> oh, Dave, you'll get your Dragon Mounts. It's okay. But it's, oh, it's, uh, we also oh. had um, other questions that popped up in email and through uh, and through comments on our site was. Um, there everyone's panicking that because Elder Scrolls Online is coming out, they're going to stop making DLC for Skyrim. And that's one thing that people keep on forgetting is that Bethesda's not making Elder Scrolls Online. They're still working on Elder Scrolls V, and in, in in theory here, and in what we may assume is occurring, Elder Scrolls Six. So... Uh, do not panic. They are not working on Elder Scrolls Online. They are working on stuff for you guys in Elder Scrolls Skyrim and yep. whatever the next Elder Scrolls is going to be. Someone said Elves. Elves. Sorry. Elder Scrolls 6 is definitely coming out. It's just going to be a matter of time. It may come out two years after Elder Scrolls Online, which I think is a very good time frame. I am a whole lot better off with two every two years for an Elder Scrolls game than every four to six. Yeah. <laughs> There was They're too much time between Skyrim and Oblivion. Way too much. They're too good at games to just wait that long. I understand how long, in order to make that kind of a game, it takes a long time. So I understand. But still, now that they have two different companies of the same, or two different divisions of the same company working on two different games, it's, it feels like more of a possibility. And we're going to be getting stuff like expansions for Elder Scrolls Online, continuing DLC for Skyrim. The new game launches, we'll get continuing DLC for that. Well, Elder Scrolls Online is getting more expansions. So we're going to have, I, I really feel and expect for the next several years, we're going to get a lot more of an Elder Scrolls immersion than ever before. And that excites me very, very much. I'm still kind of a new fan to Elder Scrolls compared to a lot of people, but I, I didn't really get into the uh, Elder Scrolls world until Skyrim, and then it really got me into it. We started doing this show, and I became more and more and more of a fan of it. Now I'm a huge fan of Elder Scrolls. And getting just the idea of getting more Elder Scrolls content at a more rapid pace, quality content, mind you, for the next several years to come is extremely exciting to me. 
yeah. and the fact that Bethesda has been putting these games out for God, how many years now? Mm-hmm. Several. And just yeah, gosh, over a decade plus. You know, and it. I don't think for me they haven't lost steam. They just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, ju- I, I threw a question up on the Bethesda forums. Dragon Mouths, awesome or lame? All right, just the fact that that one question garnered seven pages of answers from the community attests to the fact that these games are just increasing in popularity. Oh, yeah. Oh, very, very much so. Skyrim was a gigantic success. Even though it had its problems, let's get real. Most games do at some point, especially nowadays. <laughs> I still love them. With a pat- I, I absolutely love Skyrim. I still play it over 300 hours plus. And I'm going to put more hours than that into ESO. So uh, I think that's a good way for us to wrap things up. But before we officially wrap up the show tonight, we're going to give you a little Lou. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll, luring with Lou. Uh, Take it away, buddy. Thank you very much, sir. And today, in light of the awesome video well, we heard and viewed of the gameplay, I just want to go over one of the factions we'll get to encounter and be a part of in Elder Scrolls Online. And, yes, I'm a little biased because, you know, I like, like the elves, even though I don't play the elves in Skyrim for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to cover the Aldmeri Dominion. Yes, so they are the youngest or the newest of the alliances that are formed against the backdrop of the events that are going on in Tamriel in the time frame of the Elder Scrolls Online. Now, this Dominion, they will control the regions of Elsewhere, oh, big litter box, <clears throat> uh, the Somerset Isles, and Valenwood. Now, this Altmer of the Somerset Isles, they are the ones who lead the Dominion. And they are motivated to take control of the Imperial City in order to restore Elven rule to Tamriel and wipe out the forces of Molag Ball currently hold the throne and the White Gold Tower. Now, in Valenwood, which is the home of the Wood Elves, it's currently under attack by a force known as the Colovian Imperials from the southwest of Cyrodiil. Their homeland forests are being razed and burned to the ground, and as a result, the Blossom are stretched thin. Now, for the Khajiit. The Khajiit face an invasion to elsewhere by a force called the Nibbanese Imperials, who are seizing the grasslands where the Khajiit have their herds graze. And now back to the Altmer. And yes, since they are the political heads of Dominion, but due to the tradition of isolationism, they are the least numerous. So even though they're a de facto, I guess, head of this Dominion, there are very few of them out and about, exposing themselves to the other races. Now, a few of these high elves can be found on mainland Tamriel. However, they are the guiding force behind the Dominion's strategic vision leading this campaign to restore Tamriel. And they want to end what they call the tyranny of the empires of men. And that's one of the big uh, 
underlying factors. If you go to the actual uh, TSO website, you'll see that in one of the little illustrations they have, I believe, at the top of the page, the queen saying that that's one of the main purposes of why they're forming the Dominion. So uh, I guess they have something there, and it's going to be personal. Now with the Bosmer, they play a strategic role in the Elden Dominion survival because the fact the capital of the Dominion, the Elden Root, lies in the heart of Balenwood, and it's also the logistical heart of the Alliance. And from Elden Root, all their forces will spread out towards Cyrodiil, guided, of course, by the Altmer. However, not every Bosmer tribe is fully committed to the Dominion because of the threat currently in their homelands, but they provide an invaluable service, which is guiding the Khajiit and Almer through their dense, near-impassable woodland home. And their big fight is to evict the invaders from Valenwood, and because of that, they are accepting the aid of the Almer and the Khajiit to do so. And to wrap things up, to go over the Khajiit. Somehow, the Khajiit owe a great debt to the Altmer, who came to their aid when their population was suffering from what's called the Nahatan Flu, and saved many of the Khajiit people. Alright, and just so a quick backdrop again to this particular disease, the uh, Nahatan Flu, a few episodes back, if people remember, this flu actually helped wipe out a good portion of the area that is comprised, that comprises elsewhere, which is why the Khajiit and also the Argonians are able to live in those areas. It allowed them to take those areas over and de facto you know, call it their home because no one else could survive there. The Khajiit see the Dominion as a means to setting the world right and saving themselves from future invasions and wars. They are the strong arm of the Dominion, as Yvarum can attest to later on. They yes. are the backbone of the Alliance's military. <laughs> Rushing to meet their enemies with glee, instilling fear wherever they go. Wow, you know, I can't wait to see that happen because somehow, you know, when you see the Khajiit in Skyrim and see this one tidbit come back saying, wow, they must have been BA in their heyday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right before the, the creation of the laser pointer, they were just unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this? It's a catnip ball. This is ambrosia. <laughs> I must have an answer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, let me rub my face on your carpet and your rug and your ankle. Oh, and Borussia. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> and so, that is the Aldmeri Dominion. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. I'll bring in another faction. All right. Thanks again, Lou. And we've got another email. No, we already did that email. We're all set okay. for emails. All righty. Um, we're going to get in and wrap up the show. We had a lot of opinions tonight about everything, and before we do that, Lou, how about our five-star review shout-outs? Okay, our five-star review shout-outs from America. Serial Monogamist. Oh, is this cornflakes every day, then? <laughs> Sulfur Stick. Nothingness. Rawl the third. Okay, nothingness. <laughs> My friends across the big, big pond in the United <laughs> Kingdom. Swantopia. And I'm not kidding when I say this. Arg! 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 Me hardy. (laughs) (laughs) Yourself! (laughs) Hoping you play that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our final thoughts of this episode. I want to thank Christine for joining us tonight. And uh, it was more and more every week. I just, I got to hear more about. Ellis Worlds Online. I keep on. It's it's a hole in my heart now. I got to play it. 
I must play it. Alright, Ivarwin, go ahead. Dragonborn, Dragonborn, I can't wait for that add-on, Dragonborn. That'll definitely help Dragonborn. fill the hole. What? That'll help fill the hole. Fill the hole. Fill. Thingy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it will. Uh, yeah, Dragonborn. Awesome. Can't wait. Yay. Mm-hmm. And Lou. I need to wrap up Dongard. So With I can nice prepare myself for Dragonborn. Dragonborn, Dragonborn. Dragonborn. Yeah, I think this will be my next week's goal is to get through, Don- to, uh, get through Dongard finally. Dave. Freaking dragon mounts, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Dave got his dragon mounts. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I can't even. Uh, no words. And I can't hide it. Oh, oh you went there. He went there. <laughs> and our special guest this episode, Christine, your final thoughts. Oh, I got to figure out how to get into the beta testing of ESO. Oh, that's something else we forgot to say. Um. They've been hinting about beta. Constantly all over the place. I know it's not going to be out for a Someone few more months. Someone get me in. Somebody, anybody. Yeah, we'll we'll um, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll we'll, we'll grandfather you in. All right. You run the show. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. It's going to be hard enough for us getting in, let alone getting anyone else in. <laughs> Again, thank you very much for joining us tonight, Christine. We really enjoyed having you on the episode tonight. Thanks for having me. It was excellent. And our final thoughts, Ivarwin. No, our final thoughts are how to reach us. <laughs> that thing. That <laughs> part. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay and I are going to sing this together. Elderscrollsoffthorecord.com. You ready, Lindsay? Christine. Christine. What? <laughs> Why Who's did I call you Lindsay? Who's Lindsay? Tell Who's me right Lindsay? now. Who is that? I have no I idea. Am. Am I guest host with another guest host? <laughs> wow. <laughs> her dual her dual personality didn't come out tonight, so don't have to worry about Lindsay. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, Lindsay is the person inside me. That's that's my twin oh, sister that right, was right, never right. born. Um but Creepy. lives inside. Alright, you're box. going even that's, worse now. That's your bad harm with right now. Right. So I always cross off the record.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's our website if you guys want to reach us and you want to go to our website, Elder Scrolls Off the Record dot com. That is going to be the place where you can find our podcast and some of the most amazing news, breaking news, that you're going to find in Elder Scrolls fandom on the internet. I am literally being given news that I did not know about off our websites now. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> we have an incredible news team there knocking out of the park. Our reporting is, is up to the minute. It's fantastic. So if you want to stay in touch with the Elder Scrolls community... Go to ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. We've got everything that is breaking news, all of our podcasts right there for you, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you're a fan of what we do here and if you're a fan of the network, QuestGamingNetwork.com is the perfect place for you because that's our portal. Go there. You can get access to all of our shows, all of our social sites, all of our Twitters, our Facebooks, our emails, all right there, QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you're a fan of this show and you want to send us a shout out, go to Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com. That's our that's our email. Uh, don't forget about our ten dollar mention. That is our our service that we like to provide for our fans here at, at this show. Ten dollars gets you what you want. That's uh, that's our low low price advertising. As you heard at the top of the show, we'll be more than happy to to commemorate whatever is going on in your life. Again, $10 gets you what you want. Uh, don't forget about our other shows. Dungeon Crawler records Saturdays 
Minecraft Off the Record Live records Sundays at 7 p.m. Swotor Reforged records on Mondays, and QGN CommunityCast is available and records every other Saturday. These are the podcasts that are going to keep you going throughout all of uh, all of gaming. Adrenaline Gaming as well that records on Wednesdays, and the Quest Legion that will uh, actually record its first episode um, tomorrow. Actually, it's going to be tomorrow. And uh, I'll be heading that up as well. Woo! Sorry, Twitter. before that one. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go through this real quick. Uh, Dungeon Crawler. That's that's your uh, headed up by by Dave. Okay? Dave the Enforce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of Dungeon Crawler video games, okay, games like Torchlight Two, yeah, the Diablo series, okay, head over to Dungeon Crawler. Dave's got you covered on past and present games for for that uh, that type of genre in future because we're also covering fantasy star online too which hasn't even released in america wow yeah dave's been going nuts about that oh my god minecraft off the record everything about minecraft that you want to know about is right there joe heads that podcast up it's a phenomenal show if you guys aren't listening to minecraft off the record quite honestly you're gimped you need to listen <laughs> to it it's an amazing show it's a, it's a rising star on the network it certainly is. Uh, Swotory Forge, that's me and Lou and, uh, and Fred. We, we had that show up. If you're a fan of Star Wars, if you're a fan of Swotor, come check us out. Uh, we had the, uh, the Utini cast guys on our previous episode recorded on Monday. Uh, it was a phenomenal episode. It was our best yet. That show keeps getting better, and the game keeps getting better. So come check out Swotory Forged. Uh, Adrenaline Gaming, another show that Joe does uh, along with uh, his friend Mike. If you're interested in games that, that put a gun to a person's face and then pulls the trigger, Adrenaline Gaming is for you. First-person shooters all the way, including action and platformers. So we got you covered on, uh, on you know simple platforming games that you find on your console, as well as unbelievable, in-depth, heavy first-person shooters that draw you in, suck you in, and draw your life out, much to the detriment of your work. <laughs> Adrenaline Gaming is where you want to be. <laughs> Quest Legion Podcast. Listen, that's me, guys. All right. I, I'm a huge RPG fan. That's my RPG show. Role playing games, real time strategy games, Quest Legion Podcast. If you're a fan of RPGs or RTSs, I got you covered. Uh, it's going to be me, and I'm pulling in hosts from all walks of life on this network. I'm even grabbing in, uh, you know, Joe Bradford. He's going to be in on our, uh, hopefully, he'll be able to uh, join us on our first episode and uh, many, many others as well. And I think even I think even uh, Joe's going to join us for our first episode on I'm Friday making an RPG. for our Girl podcast. <laughs> What's up? I'm making an RPG. I have something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, all right. You can also reach Elder Scrolls off the record, on Twitter. And our, our, uh, our Twitter account is at Elder Scrolls OTR. Say hi to us. We'd love to chat with you. We're really oh, into our fans. Guys. We want to talk to you. Like Christine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us individually, you can follow Joe Wilson at author J.R. Wilson. I am Evarwin. You may reach me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. -E one one and Dave is at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. -E. Uh, nope, do it right. <laughs> D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. <laughs>
Wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, can people reach you at? Uh, on Twitter? Yeah. That would be Crispy Crackers with K's at Crispy Crackers. <laughs> Fair enough. If, uh, if you like, if, listen. I wasn't ready for that, sorry. <laughs> Christine's a huge Elder Scrolls fan, all right? She's a huge Skyrim fan. If you want to reach Christine, reach her at Crispy Crackers with all K's. It's uh, K-R-I-S-P-Y-K-R-A-C-K-E-R-S. You'll see my crazy little alien bug uh, character on the page. Yep, she's a uh, she's a Reddit she's a Reddit chick. She's a gamer chick. She's a great girl. How to get to know her? Reach her at Crispy Crackers. All right, everybody. Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Millworth Network. And I just want to say, foos for all you all. Next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. See y'all again next week. See everybody next week. Foos Rhoda. Good night, everyone. Thanks so much for having me on. They do release that. Um, Ivar one's on. Should we invite him? I don't know if we want to invite him to this party. Can we take a vote? Vote to kick? Yes, um, no. <laughs> Christine, what do you think? She's a talkative one. Yeah. She went AFK on us. I don't believe it. <laughs> wow. Unreal. We've been AFK. All right. In that case, I'll add him. Wait, what? Yeah, hey, guys. Decide to add him anyway. The vote didn't count. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. I, I see. I see. We have a guest. Is is Christine there? She went AFK on us, man. She went AFK, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm here. Out of the blue. Oh. We were like taking a vote whether, whether we were going to get you in the call or not. And it came down to her decision. <laughs> she wasn't there. Yeah. The Soviet I'm judge here. abstained. <laughs> so I did my girl voice and went, okay, he can come in. And it was settled. <laughs> Liz, how is life treating you? It is good. I'm actually about to record something else. <laughs> oh. But I wanted to say hi. Are you, you cheating calling. on us again? Oh. Um... Liz. <laughs> She's trying so hard not to say yes. Liz LeBeau. <laughs> Elizabeth. What? <laughs> well, you go have fun. Okay. Enjoy yourself. Oh, hi, everyone. I only see one in the uh, email section. Uh, I'm actually placed two different emails in two different parts. parts. Oh, wow. It's getting all funky up in that shiznit, yo. Throw me off. <laughs> so used to the special cane cornflakes, you know, having a razor brand just throw me off. You know they're probably talking about something dorky like cardigans. Oh. No, I love you more. No, I love you more. No, you hang up first. No, you, Sorry, you hang up first. I'll talk to you later. No, I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Snuggle Pookins, I love you more. <laughs> now we're gonna have no. fifty thousand iterations of you know puppy dog names like oh. Bunny ears. I'm currently holding your hand right now, Fluffy Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're my kitten. Who's <laughs> <laughs>